Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. G'day, scholars, and welcome to the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast. It's what the nerds are watching. I am this week's host, Dom Philp, on the mic. Not too hard, not too soft, but just right. We're coming to you free of charge every single week on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast from. Best way for you to support, as always, is the holy tricolon. Rate, review, subscribe. I think sometimes those words just wash over us, dear listener. But if you wanted to give us a review, I hear it helps out the algorithm a lot. Not that we're making any money off this shit, but if you want to get involved, that'd be really cool. Hey, also, if you want to get involved, how about some social media stuff? Maybe you found us over on Twitter. I don't know. There's like 10 million followers over there or some shit. Go and hit us up over there. Tweet this out. If you found us on Instagram, fewer than 10 million followers over there, but still some good content some days. It's at Wrestling Should Be Fun, all one word, by the way. Go hit us up over there. Add this to your Insta story. Or, you know, if you're over 35, you could put it on your Facebook. If you're under 15, you can put it on your TikTok or your Snap. And maybe you want to ring your mum or write a letter to your nan or act this out for your local community on a balcony as a play. Hey, that's about it from me straight away, but we've got a very, very special guest. I don't know what episode number it is, but maybe the most exciting I've ever been for a guest. We are going to welcome a real-life professional wrestler, dear listener. Let's get to it. My guest this evening, introducing first and foremost... From the rough end of not Essex, it's Pompstead in Southeast London. <laughs> this is a Progress Wrestling mainstay. It's a Brit Rest darling. It's a close personal friend, and it's the king of the dome, Maverick Mayu. Oh yeah, love that. Mav, what's good? Love that. I'm just hanging out. What about you, man? Mate, I'm I'm uh, I'm really good, really good. It's a Monday stoked. evening. We're already. Already breaking down the fourth wall, and uh, mate, it's good to have you. Thanks so much for being here, man. Oh, um, how do we find you? Are you healthy? Are you well? Yeah, man, just hanging in, chilling yeah. out. <laughs> good chilling stuff. Out. And tell me, how's how's the week looking? Uh, any wrestling related work? Um, well, I mean, I didn't have anything planned originally, but um, I've just seen that uh, Progress Wrestling have announced Daniel Black versus mm. leo rush uh oh, i've heard of it which is, which is i think is is that the same show as nick wayne and callum i don't know um i think that's the one after right nick okay. wayne either, and way, the one after. either way i'm pl- i'm planning of going to both of them um, outstanding that, that's, uh, that's my wrestling fix for this week yep and that is the first first plug for progress wrestling maybe the second you're welcome guys uh anytime yes. you want to start paying this zoom bill once a month you're very welcome <laughs> progress uh <laughs> Uh, no, nah, you know, we're just sponsored by Bluetooth, nothing else, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> so, mate, progress on Sunday, we'll be there as well, that's the 22nd in the ballroom, but we're not here to talk about progress tonight, it's not a preview show, we just want to find out about you and your life, mate, your life in wrestling, and we'll see where the next hour or so takes us, eh? So, let's go all the way back, mate, so I, I sort of made a joke in the intro, it seems to be all over the internet that you're from Essex, but you're not from Essex. For some reason. Yeah, for some reason. I'm, I'm sure there's like... I don't know if it's a wiki or like a, a fan uh, sort of like database, but it lists me. There's one that lists me as uh, Plumstead, Kent, and Plumstead's yeah. not in Kent. And there's one that lists me Plumstead, Essex, and it's definitely not in Essex. It's, it's something I get 
at work quite a lot in, in my shoot job because um, I live I live in Tamworth now, which is like just north of Birmingham. Um, so they they obviously take the piss out of my accent and they're like, "Oh, Essex boy," and I'm like, "Not Essex." Like, it's, completely, <laughs> it's completely different. But obviously they don't they don't know the difference. Um, but yeah, no, definitely definitely not Essex. You mentioned the shoot job, mate. What's life outside of wrestling look like? We're going to go all the way back to the wrestling oh, yeah, stuff, mate. but what are you doing these days? Um, uh, so I'm a, I, I don't know what the correct, you know, sort of job title is. I'm a, I'm a sales executive slash operations coordinator for a logistics company, oh, which mate, um, sounds more impressive than it is. <laughs> I used to say this on like back, I'm, you know, I'm uh, happily in a relationship for about four years here. So, you know, Holly, if you listen, don't take this the wrong way. But when I was dating, my big weakness, one of them other than, you know, the, the obvious is that I didn't know what jobs were. So anytime yeah. someone was like, hey, I would be like, oh, what do you do for a living? And they'd, be, they'd say something like you just said. And I, I was like, well, uh, my dad owned a chippy and uh, I'm a teacher. So <laughs> unless it's one of those two things, you know, I think Jesus was a carpenter. That's about the only jobs I know, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, so that, that's cool. So you had to move away from London. How long have you been living up there? Um, so I've been living in Tamworth for two years now. Just before that, I lived in Northamptonshire for, I want to say, a little under a year. It was like during COVID lockdown, I sort of yeah. moved up there with my missus. But yeah, be- before that, I'd been in London pretty much my whole life. I think I'd lived there well, in the same house for about 16 years. So, wow. yeah, yeah. To, to, to move like... To a completely different area like Northamptonshire was okay because it was sort of like an hour away no matter how you're traveling but um yeah a bit of a culture shock to move to Tamworth obviously you still get sort of like the hustle and bustle in in Birmingham but I'm sort of just outside of that loop so yeah. um you know I'm out of the any, busy city any wrestling scene up there there was a promotion that was going to run a show in the assembly rooms which is like a two-minute walk from my house I was like, hey, hey, put me on. And they were like, ha cheap X's. And I was like, ha And then never heard anything from them. Um, but I'm pretty sure they cancelled the show. And I think Al Snow ran there recently, like the Al Snow Training Academy. Yeah. They, they did a show there. I don't know how that went. but I remember but... reading that he was like going to do a lot of stuff based out of the UK, but then I never heard the yeah. name of it. I know, I know he had like a training school, but I don't know if it was any good. I didn't, I didn't even know they were running shows. I saw a yeah. poster in town one day and it was like Tamworth Assembly Rooms. I was like, yeah, fair, fair enough. Mate, keep, um, keep, keep an eye out. Like, would, yeah. would you be happy to be a phone-in, like, Tamworth wrestling correspondent on future episodes? Hey, man, I, I've, I've sort of, I've kind of made it a, a goal to, to wrestle in Tamworth purely because there's not a lot of wrestling that happens here. So even if I have to run a show myself, I, I want to I wrestle in Tamworth just to say that I have. And if you need a six foot six giant ring announcer that's got an Australian yeah, accent, I've, I've, I've heard enough from the intro. You're hired, my man. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> look, at, look at us making deals. Look at us. executive. Sorry, oh, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's my job. That's my job, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you, you sort of mentioned about like Al Snow and the training school. This is what they call a segue in the business. Like, yeah, nice, nice. I do actually want to go a bit further back to your training and stuff like that. Like yeah. I, I love to ask probably my favorite thing on the pod is to find out about wrestling fandom as a youngster. Like were you, did you grow up with wrestling or did you come to it later in life? I found wrestling relatively early on. My dad was 
quite interesting, I think. He, he went to see it a few times in the, the theatre in Catford, but it wasn't really something that he, you know, introduced to me. Um, I remember I was, was scrolling through Sky TV one day and saw um, a programme called WWE Superstars, and I was yep. probably maybe eight, ten-ish. Is, is, like, is that a Saturday morning job? Yeah, it was, yeah, definitely yeah. on the weekend. I, I, I was like, oh, you know, I'd never heard of the WWE, and I was just like, oh. Sounds cool. So I like clicked that, and then like I I can't remember if it was like the intro or like a segue thing, like, but it was just like people like doing flips out the ring, and there were fucking fireworks, and there's yeah. like a guy in a cool like luchador mask, and they're doing all these fucking jumps off the ropes and shit, and I'm like, Fwah! like my mind is just absolutely blown at that moment, and like sort of from then it became my my like ritual. I'd I'd record WWE superstars. Um, I'd watch like WWE from the vault with um, Scott Stanford. Um, oh, I'd, like, yeah. I'd like watch like like all the the Saturday shit, and then I, I realized that there's like a whole world beyond WWE superstars. Like that's that's like the sh- their shit show. There's like yeah. Raw, and then there's SmackDown, and then every month they have a pay per view. And I was like, fucking hell, there's so much wrestling. Yeah. And then like that sort of inspired me to start my own backyard wrestling federation company if you like um, no way what are your brother, pals like do you have wrestling pals growing up or what i'd kind of they didn't really like wrestling they were more into football but um i think once they saw me and my brother like practicing moves and then like they'd come to my house and i'd like put it on and they'd be like oh this is actually quite cool that's when they sort of started joining in and it sort of it started uh, as like we were on like a 10 foot trampoline and it was just me and my brother like we'd be in the house we'd watch fucking Trent Barretta versus Tyler Rex and then run outside and then recreate the whole match and then that escalated into okay well we've got a 10 foot trampoline that's a bit small so we'll get a 12 foot and now we'll get a 14 foot oh you know what we need we need championship belts so we run to the uh the corner shop at the end of our road and uh (laughs) this man was a saint because we bullshit this guy so much like I was too afraid to be like hey can I just have some cardboard boxes that you're gonna throw away um, so I'd, I'd just make up bullshit to ask for these boxes because I didn't want to be like, oh, I want to make wrestling belts. So this man must have been told that we were moving house uh, about 50 times in like the course of like six months. So I don't know what he thought was going on in my house, but yeah, <laughs> whatever it was, we were packing up and leaving on the reg. Mate, you're um, the first, first person I ever spoke to, I think, that you see cardboard boxes for all their backyard <laughs> wrestling needs. Like, I, we were the same, like... The worst yeah. trouble I ever got in when I was in high school, my mates and I, like, we, we were planning, like, a big backyard weekend, you know. We like, yeah. we just used to, we never had people come or anything. We just used to tape them for ourselves. Yeah. And um, we, we used to use boxes as cables. Dear listener, yeah. I've done quotation marks. Um, <laughs> and um, But we, we needed loads because, like, we had a big plan to finish the stuff with, like, a, like my mate was going to do, like, a swanton off, off, like, we say it's a roof, but it was, you know, maybe, like, uh, eight feet. Yeah. yeah, and um, but it was it was cool. It was spectacular for kids, but yeah. it, like to get the boxes, we couldn't carry them, so we had to we had to steal a shopping trolley from the local Coles, <laughs> which is like Tesco. Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, and we got in. Like, I, I was the worst trouble I ever got in was when I stole that trolley because my my dad, like I already mentioned, he owned a chip shop and it was next. It was in the same like complex as the yeah. supermarket, and he could have potentially got in some trouble as well. So, he's, yeah, that was, that was <laughs> hey, a foolish one. But, the, but it, I'll tell you what, Swanton was good. Yeah, no, I bet, I bet. Yeah. It, was, it was just, it was wild to see, like, because I think my parents could tell from, like, 
from then that I was like, I had like a weird attachment to it. Like I took it, I took it very seriously. Like even though it was just backyard, like fucking around with our friends, it'd be like Friday night, I'd get home from school, I'd get my notepad and I'm sure these are in my house or my parents' house somewhere. I'd write down like a card that we were going to do like the following day. And yeah. then we'd have like different pay-per-views and we all had like different wrestling names and we'd all Mate, play like- you gotta, gotta give us some. What do, what do you uh, got? Well, Show to be fair, there was, there, was, there was one kid called Jake who was just John Cena. Um, <laughs> and then like, and I was like, that's, that's a bit shit. So he changed it to Jake Cena and he was like John Cena's long lost brother. Uh, you had my brother who was uh, Ryan Mysterio. Brilliant. He, and then he, for one birthday, he got uh, a black and yellow Rey Mysterio mask and some like tights that were like, had Rey Mysterio. Uh, it was like Mysterio and 619 stitched yeah. into the side. Um, cool. I can't remember my one. I think I think I was just dark. I think my name was Dark Matter. Was was my OG wrestling name. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones. There was there was some like really shit ones. Silver Dust. He was shit. Um, <laughs> Second <laughs> best. Yeah, yeah. Silver Dust. I was like, that's a bad name. And he was like, no, yeah. I like. It. But yeah, like I'd, I'd write down all these cards and like we'd be wrestling multiple matches. It'd be like a day long thing that we'd all sort of get around. It was just it was awesome and, and like my parents were like you know they, they saw I took an interest and then they'd like kind of fuel it by then like buying us like uh, the, the plastic belts and yeah. like I, I've got a cupboard in my parents house just full of like WWE TNA belts yeah um, that we just use every like show had different champions and, and shit like that like we it was our own little universe of, of wrestling and like by the by the time we were getting to the end of you know, we don't really want to play in the garden anymore. We had like 14 foot trampoline next to a 10 foot trampoline next to an eight foot trampoline next to like one of the gym trampolines. And then we'd have like a commentator's desk, which was just a, a table at the top of the garden. We had like an yeah. entrance way. Um, we had all the belts. We had um, like washing lines that went across uh, this concrete area in our garden. And we'd hang like a money in the bank briefcase on there. Wow. Um, and we like moved the trampolines next to these blue recycling bins, like the big ones. And yeah. we'd like jump off of that and shit. Like it was like really fun. Like that was probably the the peak of of my childhood. Was got uh, what was it called? The uh, the GWE uh, Garden Wrestling Entertainment. That was probably the peak. that was the peak of my childhood. And That's like I'm getting some mad, I'm getting some mad nostalgia. Like thinking about. It. I haven't thought about this in ages. Yeah, man. That's, oh, that's man. sort of where my wrestling origin story is. That's so cool. Silver In Dust like, making a comeback on like an unboxing. I can see it. I hope not. He's stunk. Yeah. Is that like, is, are these inspirations for you or what? Like, who, which sort of wrestlers stood out to you when you're a youngster? What are you trying to recreate? Like, I can't imagine you were like, oh, Gold Dust is my favorite wrestler. Or am I wrong? No, not really. I mean, I've said it a few times. And I, I want to keep putting it out into the universe. The first wrestler that I can like vividly remember seeing is Trent Barretta. Yeah. For some reason, like super obscure, but Trent is the the first wrestler I can like vividly remember. But like when in my superstars days, it was Trent Bretter and and Yoshi Tatsu, oh, um, and Ty- Tyson Kidd who was up there. But then sort of once I discovered more wrestling, it became um, like Rey Mysterio, um, yeah. Shawn Michaels, like that. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned those guys from like superstars and stuff. Like that was probably like obviously I'm I'm quite a bit older than you, I reckon, just a bit. But I <laughs> like that was that was probably that was probably the time of my life when I was like 
I, I always followed WWE, but I sort of went not went away from it. I still watched it, but I was like a bit internet wrestling fan prick. Not I was never yeah. mean to anyone or anything like that, but I just like turned right. my nose up. But I, I really got into like those weekend shows, not because I didn't know rules there, but because I preferred watching before this era, you know, Paul London and um, Jimmy right. Yang and stuff. But then Trent Beretta and Yoshi Tatsu, guys like that, I... Uh, you know, and you had like Claudio with Tyson Kidd, like yeah. you said, and stuff yeah. like that. It was, that, and like even like then, you know, the next generation maybe that's where sort of you know ECW and CM Punk started on the WWE yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So that was always cool as well. You I, know? Think, I think I think these Saturday shows like um, like Superstars or Saturday Morning Slam and uh, Main Event, I feel like a lot of them get overlooked. So the Two Hundred Five Live as well, like a lot of them just get oh, overlooked. There's so much so much cool shit happening on on those sort of B shows. Like so many like underrated bangers. Like even though all the matches are like fucking six to eight minutes, like some sometimes those short bursts of like really cool high octane stuff is what you need for your wrestling. Like I don't necessarily want to sit down and watch like twenty minute fucking main events every every week. Like yeah, those small bursts of wrestling I think is what really got me into it. Um, yeah. Especially with, like a young casual fan, those sort of shows are what sort of drew me in, and then sort of prepared me for those you know bigger scale matches. Once I finally found out that there was more wrestling than WWE superstars. Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's awesome. So we're like this is sort of school age. Like I get, I think when a lot of people get into secondary school, they have like that. The, the slump with wrestling, like, you know, like yeah. other things take control, like you said, like your mates like football or you, you know, you've you said you're, you know, in a relationship now, did girls take over or were you always like, were you the wrestling kid at secondary school or how was it? I was, I was always, always obsessed with it. There, there was like, you know, it, it sort of was my life, you know, yeah. like everyone else was into football or, or like other sports and I just wasn't, I just wasn't as interesting to me like i can watch football if like other people are around but i genuinely find it quite boring but for some reason i'm quite into theater as well so i think maybe that's where the you know the blend of sports and, and theater kind of interests me but I, I always stuck with it i was always like interested by it and even if like my friends weren't and like i, I think like my, my, my closest friends wouldn't discourage me it'd be more like the other kids that sort of find out that you're into wrestling and they're like, oh, it's weird, it's fake. And you're like, yeah, whatever. But like, it's when I sort of started taking it more seriously um, in like my later teens and I was telling my teachers and stuff like that, like, that's what I wanted to do. That's sort of where I was met with the most like um, you know, discouragement um, yeah. was like, no, you, you can't like do that. And I was like, well, I, I can. <laughs> like yeah. I had like, many, many, dispute with um with teachers in my school and like like i like i mean i'm a teacher like so yeah. I, I dog in both fights here as a wrestling fan as a teacher yeah. but i well number one like what sort of fucking teacher is crushing kids dreams anyway like yeah, yeah. so dumb but like i and i but i do get it because you you know i've spoken to you for 15 minutes here you're obviously an intelligent guy like i can <laughs> see that teachers from more study and stuff but like yeah. did you study theater or you just like would I just did, yeah I, I took um i took drama for gcse and i've got an as level in it um yeah. which is where i stopped education um yeah. But yeah i was always i was always interested in in the arts 
Yeah, for sure. I th- like I I think that not only does it like give you that sort of foot into the theatrical side of wrestling, like I'm saying, like I've, I you know don't forget about my WWE title run. Uh, <laughs> like I, but um, but I do. I also think as a kid, it gives you a thick skin. Like being yeah. in the theater, it, it sort of teaches you resilience and stuff. Not like and like just courage and putting yourself out there and making a fool yeah. of yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, like I think that's really important. I'd recommend it to anyone, you know. Like I, I, I love that shit at school as well. So we're getting to the point where you're gonna you gotta start training. Like, was it straight? Like, was that the age? Like you said, you studied, you you finished school at A level. Like, is that no? Right? So I, so I, um, I think I went to my first live wrestling show when I was ten or ten or eleven in the Orchard Theatre in Dartford. And um, from that point, I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. This is more than just GWE in the garden. This is like yeah. I want. I want to do this sort of on a on a professional level. I want to be on TV, and it was always in the back of my head. Like I'm I'm going to find a wrestling school, but I just didn't. I didn't think they existed. I thought I had to like go to Vince McMahon personally and be like, "Hello, uh, here's my CV. I would like yeah. to be a wrestler." And it was just like r- relentless Google searches when I got to about fourteen, and I was like, "Right, I need to I need to find somewhere." Um, and I found there was a school called the Projo, which um, I didn't know at the time, uh, was the school for progress wrestling. Yeah, and I, was like, I was like, oh, well, like, you know, th- this is a wrestling school. Um, I can't remember where the original Projo was, but um, it was like one bus away from my house. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, I can I can do that. They had like a beginner's course. Um, and I was like, that's perfect. I'm going to do that. Signed up. My mom came with me on the bus. We went to the um, the unit. I saw the progress logo, and I was like, "This is it." But the shutters were down. I was like, "Okay, so no one's here." Um, and then they we waited a little while longer. No one turned up. So my mum like calls them, and they're like, "What's going on?" And um, completely unbeknownst to us, the training had been cancelled for the whole course because uh, there was no interest. Um, oh, so the the only guy who was interested was waiting outside for the thing to open. Yeah. Uh, so. I went home and that was, that was a tough day for me. Like I was in bits about it. Cause I thought, well, I was like, that's the only fucking wrestling school in the UK. Like what, 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 I would have been for, yeah, 14, about 14. I would have been, Wow. And I, I was like, I was really torn up about it. And I was like, fuck. And then it, I think that sort of, I was like, right, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to find somewhere else. And then I had like another session of just Googling wrestling training and um, I found one um, at a company called IPW UK. And I was like, where are they? Swanley. That's like two buses. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll do that. Signed up there, went and had my first uh, training session with Johnny Storm. Um, it was like a guest, a guest seminar. But it was my first training session. And um, it was getting us to do like these drills where it was like back body drop and you backflip to feet and like suplex and you land on your feet and all these like kind of like cool flips. And I was like, not nailing it, but I was like getting it better than some of the guys that were already training there. And he was like, oh, like how long have you been training? And I was like, this is, uh, this is day one. He was like, oh. he was like, fuck off. Like, what, you're lying. I was like, no, was like, first day here. And um, luckily, I think it was just after that, they changed the training age to um, 16. So I was, uh, but they let me stay because, you know, I was already there and I was, you know, quite good and giving them money. So obviously they were like, <laughs> But um, yeah, I was like two. Uh, I was just about to turn fifteen, so I was a year younger. Um, I think if if it got to the point where they were like, "Oh, you can't train because you're not old enough," I think that would have just 
been a been another day where the fucking course yeah. gets cancelled. But um, luckily enough, I was able to stay and train. Yeah, it was it's good. Bit of a roller coaster, but we got Mate, there. That's like proper Ray Mysterio shit. Like being, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't think you were going to say fourteen there. I thought we were sort of working through the ages and we were no, going to get no, to no. No. eighteen. And but <laughs> so you were doing it the whole time. So no, so you must have been when I just said, "Oh, were you the wrestling kid at high school?" Of course you fucking were. Yeah, I was. But, yeah, yeah, I was, I was. I was training regularly during. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I want to ask, like, you mentioned, like, your mum took you to Brojo, like, when you're 14. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you mentioned dad before as well. Like, you, yeah, yeah, my dad, yeah. Your family must have been pretty supportive. Right? Like, they, yeah, they, yeah, for sure. Honestly, there's, there's, um, there's footage of, of my debut match somewhere um, against, uh, this is a disclaimer as well. If we're talking about, like, my training, um, a lot of these people for, um, for, for legal and Twitter reasons can't be named. So um, yeah. I'll just refer to them as redacted. So yeah. my first match against redacted, you know, okay. you, where, the, where the camera is placed, you can see like the whole back wall is um, my family. Like you've got my parents, my brother, my brother had bought his friends from school. Um, you've got my granddad, my nan, my other granddad, my other nan, my other nan, my, um, right. uh, like, like uh, my auntie, my uncle, my cousins, their friends, like the, the whole back wall is just my family is that for uh ipw yeah that was ipw yeah no wonder they kept you around you're selling the house brother you're yeah they're welcome for the house because i i kept those future shows like in business like and anytime i was booked for a show they were selling it out there was like there's another um company as well um called ukpw they were sort of one of the first promotions to give me a booking outside of um ipw and um, they would they would run these shows in Falconwood, um, but the old management management didn't really like promote it as well as he could have. Um, so the crowds wouldn't normally be as as big. But um, once I'd started saying to my my family that I'm doing shows in Falconwood because that's like round the corner from them, um, they'd like swarm the place. And the promoter was nice enough to to give them like discounted tickets as well. So like even with the discounted tickets, he was still like raking in the money which you know was a benefit having me on the show so like they they were they were very supportive and that they they followed me to like the local shows which sort of built kind of built my fan base from that yeah um, that's amazing yeah they were so, never like you know that they were just never worried about it they never tried to be like oh get a degree not, not really no no I, I think i mean none of, none of them went to went to university i don't know if anybody in my family went to university or, or anything like that um but they sort of like looking back they sort of supported me in most if not all of my um like adventures and like things i said i was going to do like there was a period of time where i wanted to play the clarinet and that was going to be like my big break i was going to be a clarinet player because i I listened to fucking strangers on the shore once Um, (laughs) and that was that was going to be me and they they were like okay fine and then bought me a clarinet uh, I did clarinet lessons in school and stuff like that. Did you stick with it? Are you musical now or what? Uh, I mean, I, I have some guitars, but I'm, I don't think I'm any good at them. I think I've left it. Yeah, I've left them at my parents' house, but I can kind of play the guitar. Um, but like a lot of a lot of my sort of musical side is, if you can call it that, is like self-taught. Same, kind of the same with wrestling in that I'd watch videos on repeat and in like slow-mo and then teach myself how to do it. 
um yeah. it's the same with like guitar like there is a few things i'd like listen by ear and then would yeah. copy and it wasn't always right but like you know they, they kind of supported that mate if you you're you're impressive if anything you're picking up by ear that's that's unbelievable yeah, yeah. i'm, I'm pretty i'm like don't hold me to it but i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i learned i learned the first like couple of chords um from strangers on the shore on clarinet just like listening to it and like going through the whole fucking scale yeah mate yeah it makes me wish i did something with my life i tell, tell you what big big pop from my nan she loved as soon really? as I, oh she loved it as soon as i played them chords she was like what the big pop <laughs> big pop that's, that's so cool mate i'm loving this my favorite thing ever like that your family is just all there and like honestly i'll i'll find the footage somewhere and like the whole back wall is just there. and fun fact i so i've been training for gosh this was july and i started in march so March, April, May, June, July, five-ish months. Yeah. Um, I've, been, I've been training. And obviously people in school knew I was training. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've got a match. And I was telling my teachers about it. Like I was buzzing. And um, one of my teachers was like, oh, yeah, like I'll, I'll go. And I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. Um, and he was like, no, I'll go. Like, where is it? So I told him, I uh, told him the details. I just remember coming out through the curtain and he was just, he was there in the back wall with my family for some reason. And he's just stood there. I can't remember his last name, but um, he was my maths teacher. And he was just, he was stood there. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, like completely like, you know, blew my mind. Like, you know, you know, like, it's like, it's like if you see a teacher in public, yeah. and you're, like, you're like, what the fuck? Like, they're not wearing their school, like, outfit. And he's like, like, they just look like a normal bloke. Finding mean girls, isn't there, about, you know, seeing a teacher outside of school, like a dog walking on his time. Yeah, 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 exactly that. Like, you were, oh, it, was, it was so strange. Mate, that, you know what? Like, fair play to that teacher. That's a yeah. good teacher. You know, like, he, it's, it's he's probably, he's, you know, he's probably just, like, trying to get students on side, making sure that, like, he's, you know, because that, that's part of the job, you know, like, showing students that you care and stuff. Like, fair play to that yeah. guy. I, I mean, he, he didn't. He didn't have to do it, but he, you know, yeah, he was there. if he wasn't into wrestling at all, like that's that's a big deal. Like I, I went like we had. There's one student in my school that trains with Hustle, and he was he was on one of their shows. I'll give, I'll give him a shout out. I think his wrestling name. I saw him once. Anyway, his his uh, shoot name's Bill. He's a student of mine, but uh, his wrestling name. Unfortunately, he uses Devlin. And I said to him, I was like, are you sure you, are you, sure you want to use Devlin? Well, I think that one's taken, brother. But he, he got a bit offended. And I was like, oh, no, okay, okay, cool. You know, that's a cool name. Alex Devlin. Is Alex Nova. Devlin. They call him, right? So anyway, that's a shout out to uh, Alex Devlin, the Nova, my student. Sorry if I've uh, made you sound less cool, Bill. So anyway, <laughs> but I mean, I like wrestling. So it wasn't like really twisting my arm to take me along to a, a hustle, a couple of beers on a Saturday night, you know? But yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool of your teacher. That's that's really cool. So you mentioned like uh, Storm is there early days. Uh, I don't know if you're allowed to name. Like you said, there's probably a few redacteds, but I, I do want to ask like any other influences early in the career that are sort of there that you can really give a shout out, like decent guys. So so one of my main trainers was a guy called um, Jonathan Windsor. And he, I don't think he wrestles anymore, but he was like, very, he was very underrated in the scene. Like he had like quite a good mind for wrestling. Um, and his character was, his character work was always really good. Um, I think he did progress a couple of times, if I remember rightly. Well, I think he was in the first Natural Progression series, actually. 
Oh, really? I might I might be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure he was. But yeah, he he was sort of one of my main trainers. I was also trained by Redacted and Redacted. Uh, Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay taught me a lot. He he really really took me under under his wing when I was sort of first breaking in. Was that still with IPW? Or was that somewhere else? So I I first met him at IPW at a Tap and Tin show, and yeah. like I, it was it was as I was getting into like progress. So I, I was I was training, but I didn't know how big the British wrestling scene was. So like I, I remember having a chat with someone at training once, and they were like, "Oh, you'll like you'll be ready for shows soon." And I was like, "Oh, like what? Do, what do you mean?" And he was like, "Oh, shows like we run shows." And I was like, "And what does that entail?" And he was like, "Well, you just you have matches." And I was like, yeah. "Oh, like." like in training and he's like no like in front of crowds i was like that's mad fucking nuts so like yeah. i remember going home and like researching stuff and you know will will was sort of like on the come up like i don't think he'd won the progress wrestling championship yet but he was like it was certainly around that era and i remember like seeing him and like being really in awe of how how cool he was and i remember seeing him at a show and i was like oh fuck like it's will osprey <laughs> like funny story i remember I, I saw will at the tappington show and it was the same night that um the young bucks were wrestling in this yeah. like dirty dingy sticky floor nightclub yeah. um and i was like if I'm, my memory serves me right i remember I, I walked past matt and nick jackson to go and say hi to will and then like complete like sort of gave matt and nick like a, oh hi like nice to meet you and then like went and saw will and then it wasn't until like they had their match and i was like oh like these guys are really good and then look and see that they're like iwgp junior heavyweight tag team champions <laughs> and like they'd wrestled everywhere like they've done pwg and i'm like well why did no one tell me that these guys were such a big deal like to be fair osprey went on to be okay so i think yeah I think, yeah no. yeah no, it, it wasn't even like he was you know signed to new japan or like you know yeah. it was a, it was a i just watched a few of his matches and thought he was really cool and he was like really really sound local hero like we we all have that you know and yeah, like yeah. over the years i'm sure there's plenty of people listening to this now that you're that guy you know the local oh, wow well including us as well here at wrestling should be fun so you, you mentioned the projo did you end up getting back I there did. yeah i did um I, I couldn't tell you when i first went but i remember they had like seminars and stuff there and i'd go and i thought oh I'm, like they do regular training i should just go there and i remember <laughs> again redacted the the head trainer at the time i went to like i think it was an intermediate session or something when i was you know uh, still quite early on and um he sort of just for the whole session we would like just chain wrestle for the whole for i think it was like two hours we'd be chain wrestling and then every now and then he'd stop and be like oh this is a cool reversal out of this hold oh do you know this hold okay well we'll go to this hold and we'll do this and like that sort of set like a really good ground knowledge for technical wrestling for me like i have a, a real soft spot in my heart for technical wrestling as much as i love you know the high flying and the, the yeah. flips and the dives and stuff like that i have a real soft spot for world of sport wrestling yeah because um, that's sort of what my dad grew up on my my granddad grew up on and they tell me all these names of people that they went and saw in um in catford or wherever else it was and you know going back and watching those those matches i'm still quite like you know, there's a lot that you can take from them um, obviously, like, I don't think the standard to like, you know, everything's quite choreographed in wrestling now. There's still like a bit of a roughness to world of sport, but I feel like implement that into now's wrestling is, you know, it's, it's an interesting mix. But yeah, like stuff like the Projo was, was always really cool to train at purely because they had a ring set up at all times, whereas IPW didn't. They had these fucking horrible blue mats. 
Um, ask Danny Black about the blue mats. Me and Danny came up training together. He started maybe a year or two after me, but we came up in the same school and they had these really shit judo mats that would go on the floor. And then to sort of numb that, you had like a, a softer blue mat on top and they were just ass. Like they, they sucked so bad. Yeah. Um, whereas Progress had the ring full time, which, you know, was really appealing to me because there was a lot of stuff that I wanted to try, but you can't really replicate it. Like I remember wanting to practice like this, something as simple as drop kicks. Like you can bump on those mats. So I remember like dragging out a crash mat and like drop kicking the wall, just like on repeat. Um, yeah. Whereas in the ring, you've got like so much more you can work with. And- I think all wrestling fans that grew up with it as kids, like it, we all have that thing about the ring as well. Like just as a, like obviously you're so used to it, you're well at home there. Like, but for, for fans like us, like any chance you get even just to like run the ropes, it's like a big yeah. deal your first oh, time. For real. Yeah. Like, because you, you don't really know what it feels like or what. No, no, until you do it. Yeah, well, I think that's right. Like, and it's sort of like, oh, right, you know, and you you think you might know. Like, no one would have watched more wrestling than me in their life. But still, I got no fucking you know, like. Yeah, they should try it. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, I did once or twice, you know, but I'm like just just enough to say that it was fun, you know. Yeah, yeah, keep it fun. for, for For a wrestling training, I made a fucking good English teacher. Yeah. Good, yeah. good. So with the Projo, is that kind of how the opportunity came up with Progress? Like we, Because the first time we saw you was at the Dome. Uh, yes. It, I assume that you, and, and I'm just not trying to answer your question for you, but I assume that that was probably where a lot of people first really saw you. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of what I was doing before Progress. Like I had, you know, a couple of, a couple of decent gigs, but like Progress was sort of, I remember sitting down when i first you know discovered how big british wrestling was and i remember setting myself like a a list of sort of like five-year goals and progress was on the list and it was kind of like within five years i want to do this or in the next five years i want to do this um and i think i did it in maybe two and i think i was so i was training at the projo and they had these in-house shows um which we call the projo wars and um you know it just sort of be like a i don't know if it was monthly or bi-monthly but um, John Briley, who was, you know, like the big top boss at, at Progress for a while, like he'd come down and watch the show and would like give very harsh, but very good feedback. And like, I think one, one match I had was against um, like Earl Black Jr. and Redacted and um, me and James Best, I think his name was. We had like a cool tag team match. And I think yep. that's when John Briley first saw me wrestle. And then we had um, another one, which I think is what we got the booking of um like off the back of uh was was me and connor mills versus big t justice and the ojmo yeah. which honest the fact that that match hasn't happened like again outside of a fucking railway arch in brixton yeah because it was even for like a training match to my own horn it was very good yeah um and i think john was i don't want to speak for him but i think he was quite impressed with like the match so I think that's sort of where we got the booking off off of the back of because I, I think Mills had done a couple of shows for them previously yeah. um, and we just started tagging a battle pro and then I remember Mills messaged me one day and he was like just a heads up I think John Briley's going to message he, he wants to put us on the next show and I was like uh, yeah whatever and then like almost instantly I get a message from John he's like hello just like to confirm your availability for, for this day at this yeah. venue against these people I was like, fucking yeah. It was me and Mills versus Dylan D'Angelo and Redacted. And that yeah. 
it's one of one of my favorite matches like ever and i, I just remember the the crowd was so like hot so like insanely like popping for everything and it was like unlike any crowd i'd ever wrestled in front of and they were so receptive to me even though it was probably the first time a lot of them were seeing me like i was still doing i was doing shows on the london circuit but like for a lot of them they were quite hardcore wrestling fans who either only attended progress or only watched new japan or like yeah you know don't really go outside of that scope but i just remember them being so receptive to me even from like glenn announcing me like I, I still got a big reaction. I remember being like stunned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that 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 was like definitely definitely a career highlight is yeah. wrestling in the dome for the first time. And little did I know how much well that venue and obviously Mills, the tag team partner, would influence my career and sort of well, give it that next step up. We were all definitely there. I don't think we missed the dome show like as a group. Like we we went to all of them and then like into the attack shows later on and stuff like that as well. But like you, honestly, and I want to ask you about, you, you know, your friendship with Connor Mills and stuff like that. And well, let's do that now. Like were, were you sort of, were, were you friendly or did, did just someone just throw you together one day as a team or like how did that happen? I mean, we, we both trained at the Projo and, you know, we, we'd like message and stuff. Um, I, I honestly can tell you why we were thrown together. I think so. The first Battle Pro show they booked it was going to be me versus Mills in like a singles match, first time ever. Yeah. Um, and we did maybe a three minute opening spot, and then like uh, Matt Walker comes out and he's like, "Oh, like I live down the road and I've not been booked, so I'm going to put myself in this match." And then we were like, "Oh, well, if you can find a tag team partner, then we'll happily wrestle with you in a tag team match." And then that was the first time that we tagged and then sort of from then it became you know a regular thing we were like oh this is quite good let's keep doing it and it was was. (laughs) yeah no it's definitely you know one of the one of the better decisions that that we've made yeah Yeah, well then like so to sort of get back to the dome like I, i it was we all sort of thought that you guys must have been like a really regular act because like you said that you remember that the fans really reacted for you. You didn't really know why. Like, I, yeah. I mean this in the most respectful way. I remember that, and I don't know why either. But there was just something. <laughs> about, there was something about that building and you, and like, I think it got around. Like, I'm not sure how whether Glenn announced it when he announced you, or whether people were just talking about it at the intermission. But I think, tell me if I'm wrong, but. Would it have been right that you were like the next day you had a GCSE exam or something? Like, was oh, probably, that- yeah. I mean, I would have been, gosh, that was 2017, November 2017. So I was 17. Yeah. I probably did have some sort of exam. I remember something about it. And I don't know. I can't say if it was the first show because you guys like had a really hot run there where you were booked on loads. And I want to talk about a bit, you know, your memories and stuff. But I remember on one of them, I think maybe like I bumped into you. And it's kind of my thing where I I don't really buy a lot of merch. I try to buy any wrestler that walks past a beer. And I said, oh, mate, you want a beer? And I remember you just looked at me and you're like, no, mate, I got school in the morning. And I remember being like, like, they're going to take away my blue card. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. That's definitely something I would have said. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that that, I definitely remember that happening. Yeah, yeah, that sounds sounds right. Yeah. And and the other thing is I'm sure that 
we are responsible for the kings of the dome nickname. Like I feel like I, I owe you royalties, then. I owe you royalties. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember we've never been so excited when the shirts got released. It was just yeah, yeah, the the, uh, the AJ Styles parodies. Yeah, I, was, I remember me, me and Mills were kind of going back and forth about it, and we we're like, "Oh, that'd be like quite funny." And then he yeah. he sent me through like a a, a couple of different colors for it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's fucking sick." Yeah, um, get printed. So yeah, they were they were they were good. We absolutely love that string of shows. Like it was just the best fun for us at the time because we, yeah. you know, we went to progress in the ballroom, like season ticket holders. I think that's when they first came out, and we all went a lot and stuff. But those midweek shows were just different. They were just yeah. there was like a different vibe to them, different wrestlers, and it was still really, really good stuff. Like there was there was the one that was um, progress's first all female show yeah. um, that was there, and then there was like yeah, what was going on was that Freedom's Road stuff, right? Right, yes, yeah, and yeah. So people were just doing all weird stuff because it was like, if you don't know what Freedom's Road is, you should, like, go and seek it out, dear listener, because it was, like, really good fun and it was, like, a wrestling splice with, like, action footage and stuff and it was a yeah. bit like a soap opera but with wrestling matches in between and it was, like, actually really well shot cinematically and although it was super cheesy and corny and ridiculous with, like, giant rats haunting Tom the referee and stuff, it was, yeah. like much fun and like we were at those shows when weird stuff was going on with like the rats storming the ring and i don't mean that in a fun way like and then like like, i'm sure that started as a joke from someone but then like and you know chuck mambo was a time traveler he was oh jesus christ yeah i remember this i think i was there when it was taped and like i went to watch it and i was like what the fuck is going on and they took like ages to release it like anywhere online I, I think I'd forgotten all about going and I'll rewatch it. And I was like, oh shit, like that's the rats. Or, or what the fuck? Yeah. Well, we, yeah, because we had no idea what, what it was. Like they didn't tell yeah. us that it was being splashed. Yeah, there was no pre, there was no pre, pre context to it or anything. It was just, at, here you go, and then all of a sudden it was there. And we were like, yeah. this is the Freedom's Road thing. And then we're in every shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. I I thought you were. So was that before your time then, or were you? Yeah, yeah, before before yeah. I debuted for Progress, I believe. Yeah. Okay. So you guys were after that. Like, uh, my timeline's a little bit rusty, but you guys work in the the tag stuff, and it culminates in in like literally all of our favorite match at the Dome, <laughs> um, Mills versus Mayhew in the main event. Yeah. And I think yeah. it was like an NPS qualifier, is that right? It was, yes. Yeah, NPS 5, I want to say. NPS yeah. 5 qualifier. I think that's right. So, uh, like, I think it's a major moment. I don't know if you still look back on it really fondly, but, like, it's a fond moment for us as fans. Like, what what are your sort of memories of that, mate? So I, I, <laughs> I watched it recently because it was, like, you know, a couple of years ago to the day where it happened. I think it was on, like, the 10th. I, I, I like sat down for the first time in, in a while and watched it back. And like, it was just, I, I have so many like fond memories of it. I remember being super nervous and like the whole match just completely flew by. Like, you know, I just remember, I remember being really nervous. And I remember people really loved the match. So I watched it back. I look up at Tom after the, the pinfall at the end. I look up at Tom and I, I whisper something to him. And I was like, I can't remember for the life of me what I said. But it wasn't until like I kind of rewound it a bit, and I remember I, I botched the shooter kind of like I still made the rotation, but I didn't fully land on Mills. I've, like I'm my biggest, I'm my own biggest critic. So like I, I did the shooter, kind of fucked it, pinned him, and I rolled over. And I remember I looked up at Tom, and for for some reason that shooter kind of ruined the match for me at that point. So I look up at Tom, and I'm like, well, that was shit. 
He was like, no, nah, mate. He was like, no, mate, that was, that was fucking really good. And I was like, oh, shit, that was so shit. And I, like, I look around and everyone's on their feet. Yeah, couldn't you like, hear it? Yeah, I was, I was for some reason like I was just so beat up about that, and I was like, "That was shit." And I look around, and everyone stood up. I look around, and Will's like in the like the corner, and I'm like, "Like, oh fuck, maybe that was like good then." Um, and then obviously online blew up about it, and I actually got to watch it back, and I was like, "Okay, fuck, like, yeah, no, we we killed it." Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, no, that was this definitely still to this day one of my favorite matches that, that I've ever had. Yeah, it was just good. I think because we were so like like relative unknowns, um, not just to to progress, but like in general, I think the fact that we were able to put on like such a compelling match, you know, really gave us an edge and you know yeah. allowed people to sort of enjoy it. And I, I think I think today it still you know holds up as a as a really good match. I think you, I think you're right about the relatively unknowns, but then I also think that what was in your favour is because you had the tag run leading up to it. Like yeah. that dome crowd was like a really loyal crowd that went every month. Yeah, and then, and as a wrestling fan, and I, I don't know if you noticed it as a wrestler, but I, you know you see the same faces in the crowd. Like I, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's I don't know. I've ne- never said hello to these people. But I'm like, oh yeah, that's that guy. He always starts the slow clap. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's that guy. Who, you know, likes his Jaeger bombs and gets a bit lip, lippy. You know, that's actually me. Um, <laughs> so the I think that that like the dome crowd, especially, it was like a, a great size crowd, but that size that it was like loyal every month, same people, yeah. and and like people followed the story. You know, like I think yeah. it, that really definitely worked in your favor for sure. I want to go to the ballroom a little bit and you can completely tell me if I'm wrong, but this all goes no research just from my memory. After that, there was NPS in the ballroom. You know, we're all right behind you because you're our guy from the dome. And then it felt like you weren't around for a while. And Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what was that like by choice? Was it injury? Was it real adult life? I don't know. I feel like, so I did I did MPS, I did the match against Davis, and then we did, yeah. you know, I think there was there was a few chapter shows in between that we weren't on, but um we had we had the, the dome guaranteed. Um yeah. And yeah, I think we sort of did, you know, chapter shows here and there. And then and then it became um uh they announced they were doing the show for Wembley. And yeah. then that sort of, you know, back of my head, like when I was making my five year goal, that wasn't on there. That was more of like a, I don't know, a, a 10 year goal. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, when I get signed, because I, I went to watch fucking uh, NXT TakeOver in, in Wembley Arena. I went to watch. What a, what a show that was. Oh, yeah. Oh, brilliant show. Brilliant, brilliant yeah. show. Yeah. I remember sitting in like the rafters to watch that. Um, I remember being on the floor to watch um, TNA when they came over. So, like, that was a goal of mine I, before Progress even announced they were doing it. Um, and then, you know, they announced we're doing a show in, in Wembley. And I was like, it's a fucking long shot, but I want to be on that show. Yeah. Um, and then I think it was John messaged us and was like, oh, can you do a promo? So, like, we had this thing where, you know, we were only, we'd only win matches at the Dome. Um, yeah. Whenever we were in the ballroom, we fucked it. Um, yeah. I don't know if that was by choice or it just, you know, we were just looked at as the Dome guys, but always one at the dome always lost in, in the ballroom and we were like uh john was like can you film a promo and just say like this 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 hit these points and we we're like okay and one of the points was like you know we, we feel like we've let 
um, the Progress Ultra is down by like, you know, only performing at the Dome and not succeeding in the ballroom. And we'd like a chance to redeem ourselves. So we say that. And then I was like, okay, I, I don't know what they're going to use this promo for. And I see that they, they post it on YouTube and I'm sat there with Mills looking all sad saying, oh, yeah, let you down. I'm wearing my Adam Brooks t-shirt with his face on it. I love that shirt. And um, <laughs> we're just, we're just sat there like, oh, this is so sad. And then uh, the next video that pops up is Smallman. And uh, he's announcing a Thunder Bastard. And I was like, well, I watch this then. And uh, he's like, oh, we're doing uh, the first ever tag team Thunder Bastard, uh, which is going to culminate Wembley Arena. I was like, oh, okay, well, I suppose we're not going to be in that because you had like CCK, uh, yeah. Aussie Open, Grizzled Young Veterans. Like there was a lot of tag teams that were, you know, coming through progress. And I was like, oh, well, that's, you know, obviously reserved to them. Um, and he's running through the teams that are in it. And he's like, oh, CCK, gee, these people, these people, these people. And he's like, and there's a, there's another team, you know, they recently said they feel like they've let everyone down. And I was like, we just, we just fucking said that. Like, people are taking our <laughs> shit. And I was like, fuck, this is full of bit biters, this is. And he was like, yeah, you know, they feel like they've let everyone down. They've only had success at the Dome. And I was like, who the fuck else is wrestling at the Dome? Like, we, <laughs> we did that shit. And like, you know, Mills and Mayhew. And I was like, yeah, but surely we're not in it though. And he was like, Mills and Mayhew are in the tag team series. And I was like, and then we got like an email come through from john it was like are you available for all of these dates and we scrolled down and sure enough 30th of september is on there as one of the dates we're available for um and i was like fucking obviously we're available for these so then yeah. we had that that string of, of um you know guaranteed bookings because we had to do so many matches for the thunderbust series including a joint show with wxw which was really cool and then that all sort of led up to wembley and then that was my last progress show for like years like <laughs> i just yeah. didn't didn't go there for years i couldn't say why i think i don't well, know i feel like there was, there was a point where i sort of you know kind of didn't really like wrestling i, I think it was more of like a main stuff or it was, i don't know it was it was like a you know the kind of like the backstage animosity atmosphere um of like it's main i want to say mainly a progress like ballroom um kind of vibe you know, I love progress. <laughs> like, I love it now. Um, but like at that time in the ballroom, especially the locker room was like not the nicest place to be, especially when you weren't like a name. You know, I, I wasn't. But, um, you know, you had certain people in there who like you could speak to them at any other show and it'd be like completely different story. Um, but if you, you know, <laughs> even look at them in the ballroom, then God, like, you know, it's just it yeah. wasn't a very nice area or atmosphere to be in obviously goes without saying that's all changed now um but it was just it was just not a very nice place and that kind of made me not like wrestling too much let's not beat around the bush it's been like we're we're progress guys like and when i say we i mean wrestling should i don't mean maverick and dom (laughs) Uh, we're we're progress guys we've been fans for a long time uh but with that being said, it would be foolish for us to pretend that there hasn't been some bad press over the last couple yeah. of years and that we, we can't pretend that in a, in a situation where there's a room full of adults, particularly men, that there isn't going to be some sort of beef and some sort of cockheads. So, yeah, yeah so, like, I'm, you know, I, mate, fair play to you. Like, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Like, cheers for being honest. Yeah. You know? but no, like, no, yeah. yeah. Obviously, you know, they gave me some of my best matches and, you know, some of the best opportunities of, of my life and in my wrestling career and definitely put me on a better place, you know, after that, go and do other things in, in wrestling, you know, like 
I still had progress to kind of you know ride on and you know I've, I've I've wrestled in quite a few different countries and I feel like if I hadn't wrestled in progress that sort of stuff would have been harder to do yeah um, you know I, I don't think if, if I hadn't wrestled at progress I don't think I would have you know been booked in in Italy with my first overseas booking I wouldn't have wrestled in France because that's where that guy found me um yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have done Australia because that's you know that's where they knew me from because you know that yeah. they watched they watch progress you know like there's so many things i wouldn't have done if it wasn't for progress um but you know looking back that period of time for me as a person being backstage was not nice <laughs> um, and me, again i mean this in the most respectful way you're just a kid like at that yeah, time for sure, yeah for sure i was i was like i would have been in 17 18 at the time and like yeah it just wasn't it wasn't great when i was 17 18 i was scared to go to the pub you know, let alone yeah. talk about yeah. like genuinely, and yeah. now the rest of the world. But like, it's just—it's actually amazing. And I just—I kind of—I've brought it up a couple of times because I want to remind people. I'm like, mate, you were so young, and you were yeah. in these situations where you were trusted to, you know, be the main event in front of yeah. the yeah. people or whatever, you know. And and you were in this locker room with testosterone and grizzled, like you know, grizzled young vets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not them, they were nice. They were nice. Yeah, were no, nice. of course. <laughs> just just a bit of a pun, but you know. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Um, I wonder what they're up to now, those lads. Um, no, yeah. yeah. Bright future um, ahead of them kids. And then we're, you know, we're jumping forward like all the way back to the to the new state of things. Like I say, we're we're a progress group, really. So we then are just super excited to see you back on the scene with CPF. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. fucking yeah. That's, Give us a story uh, that like you close personal friends how does the friendship start well so me me and joe out of the group go back the furthest i mean we, we've been friends since 2016 i was wrestling when, when you were 11 yeah when, yeah when, when i was 15 16 we yeah I was, I was wrestling at a show called uh full house wrestling um and they i think they actually gave me my first booking outside of ipw because the guy who runs Full House used to own a ring that he rent to IPW, which was based in Peterborough way, yeah, um, which is where Jolando lives. And um, yep. Joe, obviously, kind, kind of, you know, kind of the same sort of story as me in that he started re- watching wrestling, not super young, but like old enough to to understand it. Obsessed with like obscure wrestlers like Kofi Kingston at the time or, or, or Daniel Bryan at the time. And then, you know, going into the garden and replicating it Um, and then finding somewhere that has a ring in a school where he can go and learn. And he was at a full house show and, you know, we just sort of chatted a little bit and he sent me a message and was like, oh, hey, man, like, nice to meet you, whatever. And then that sort of sparked our friendship. And, you know, I would like, I don't want to say I taught him things because he's pretty much self-taught, but like. You know, there'd, there'd be certain aspects that I could help him with in wrestling, and obviously, there's a lot of stuff that he can help me with. Um, hey, you don't bring that false humility around here. You taught him everything. <laughs> you- <laughs> yeah, I, I taught him the shoot a star, a shooting star elbow. I, I taught him how to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that was sort of our friendship. Me and Danny obviously started in um, IPW. Um, I think he started after me, but um, you know, I sort of knew him from there, and we we chat at shows and stuff. Callum, I'd I'd, I'd met a few times, I think. He, but he um i think I, re- I wrestled i think i wrestled him once with like an old friend of ours and um i just remember thinking he was really good and then i, th- I can't remember like 
I think it was during lockdown we all sort of came together and you know like we're in in a group chat together and we'd talk every day and sort of you know getting ourselves through through lockdown um and it was you know we'd send like funny memes and you know just talk shit about wrestling and you know it was it was nice to have like that sort of friend group you know that was like you know actual friends like we're friends outside of wrestling as much as we are in wrestling and i think one of our first shows back from lockdown was um in nottingham and we had the what was going on going on to be the cpf four-way and uh we wrestled each other and we were like oh shit like that was really fun like i enjoy wrestling my friends like chuck um and we were like oh wouldn't it be cool if we could like you know wrestle with our friends all the time like that would be really cool um so we pitched it to the promoter and we were like oh you know we'd like to do a faction of like us four and we had like a couple of ideas of like how we could go about it and to be frank the, like i just was not interested like he i think he gave us some sort of excuses like oh well we're already doing this with this faction because god forbid you have two factions on the same card like i don't yeah, know never, what if you had more than one faction never um, yeah no he, he was just like nah not really and then um Danny was wrestling for progress because he did the um, the COVID tapings. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, oh, I'll pitch it to I'll pitch it to to the guy that books this." And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." Like, I didn't really think much of it. And then you know, it came about that we were we were going to be on. Uh, we weren't going to be teaming, but we were going to like have the four way again. And I was like, "Oh, well, that's fucking sick!" Like, what a way to come back into progress, you know, yeah. wrestling my mates. And that went down a treat. And then we were like, hey, like, you know, we want to we want to tag. Like, I think it'd be really good. And, you know, Progress were the ones to, like, pull the trigger with it and give us the opportunity to be like, okay, there you go. Like, go and tag, see how that goes. And, like, they had a lot of faith in us, considering, like, we'd not, I don't think we'd ever tagged before. Like, me and Joe had done some tag stuff before. Me and Callum had tagged at RCWA. Um, I think me and Danny had tagged at some point as well. But, like, never as a faction, um, just being close personal friends. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just, it's such a, a nice feeling to be able to, you know, travel and wrestle with three of my best mates. Like it's, gen- it's genuinely like re-sparked a love of wrestling for myself. Cause like, again, you know, wrestling hasn't always been um, a nice place for me to the point where like, if we're being really honest, I was like considering stepping away for like good. Um, yeah. Obviously COVID, everyone had to step away, but I was like, genuinely like toying with the idea of just like packing it in but if it wasn't for those boys you know i probably would have i, I probably wouldn't be maverick mayhew anymore i'd just be sales executive lewis mayhew. <laughs> yeah mr mayhew um yeah. but no they they sort of you know rejuvenated the love that i had for it and you know want, wanting to to do more i owe a lot to them the truth behind the the faction is so good, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was hoping you were going to say that, that you, you know, that you do really rely on them and that it is... Uh, do, tr- yeah. Is, that, not, not a day goes by, not a day, where I, you know, don't talk to them. They're like a, you know, besides the people I see at work and my missus and my two kids, they're like the people that I rely on most to like, you know, I get I get through the day by, you know, speaking with them. Or is it a shitty like blank Snapchat to each other, or um, a cool idea for a new tag move, or yeah, um, you know, just, just anything, anything. We can talk shit about anything. And now, a um, couple of them doing the big American tour, and they've been Hell over there yeah. back and like. I guess you must be like the proud big brother, right? 
I feel like a proud dad. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I have to. I, sometimes I feel like I have to babysit them, but you know, like <laughs> I feel, I feel like I'm letting them free from the nest. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's very, it's very nice. And like seeing them do cool shit, like Leo Rush or or Nick Wayne or fucking GCW or LA, like all this cool stuff. I'm seeing, like, I know a lot of people might might see their friends do stuff like this, and there's like an element of jealousy, but genuinely from well from me anyway and i'm sure i speak to the rest of the boys there's no like jealousy amongst anyone in the group like we don't see a match graphic for callum newman nick wayne and we're like should have been me like there's none of that it's all like fucking hell callum's gonna have a really good match that he's been waiting a long time to have um you know like it's just very very healthy companionship I get the feeling that there's going to be lots more chances to wrestle Nick. I think he's going to be around for a while. Yeah, let's hope so. He's, I, I'm going to say this. He's had it on record that he wants to wrestle every member of CPF. I've heard it myself. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, we'll see about uh, that. Just a lovely lad in my very limited experiences with him. Yeah. And yeah. just a nice family. Like, I just, uh, it's, it's a long story about how it came about, but I must, I had about an hour just talking to his mum one day. Yeah. Just, just lovely people like just yeah. genuinely lovely people yeah Good. yeah so I, I hope they do come back a lot more if you listen to nick your podcast space is available when you want to tell your story brother mate back to mayhew so a couple of the other boys doing the american tours and stuff like that like you mentioned earlier goals and like you're clearly a bit of a goal setter like is there, is there anything that you can share with us moving forward? Anything that you've set yourself, or is that more something that you keep private? Uh, I mean, there's like there's a couple of bits that like I want to do. Like you know, they, I, a lot of it I do sort of you know tend to keep to myself. But like there's other stuff like you know I'd I'd like to go on one of these American tours with the boys. Yeah. Um, but like I'm I'm very much now like like I'm happy to wrestle anywhere. I'm happy to wrestle anyone. But like I love doing like the international bookings, especially with with the boys. Like. Uh, I just know, like an American trip of us four would pop off. Yeah. CPF, CPF in GCW. Yeah. Fucks hard. Um, yeah, really yeah. Stuff, stuff like that. It's, it's kind of like, you know, I, d- I don't know when I'll be able to go to America. If I'll be able to go to America, but like things like that, sort of, you know, make me yeah. want to. Yeah. Go well, I, I guess that sort of thing. You know, like you say, you got a family and stuff like that. It must. Yeah, yeah. There must be different elements to it, but obviously, you know, your partner must be very supportive of you and the industry and everything like that you must travel around quite a lot yeah she sort of just i don't know if she has an idea of what's going on most of the time in wrestling like she's not really a wrestling fan which is good yeah which but she's she just sort of knows i do it and is quite you know she's very very you know accepting of the fact that there's some weekends where i'm probably not going to be at home <laughs> and yeah. um oh. you know she does she does make me do the washing up you know an, an extra time for it but you know she she does get let me get away with more, more than most people would. Yeah. Or so, some Monday nights when you're going to do an hour and a half with some random bloke from the internet. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, she keeps we, messaging me. She's like, you done yet? Oh my God, we very much, we very much <laughs> appreciate your time. No, no, I've, I've um, loved it. Uh, Madame Maverick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So America, I've gone off the rails, mate. American tourists. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that'd be great. GCW, we love a bit of GCW. It would be, yeah. uh, mate. I know this is so lame, but that would mean the fucking world to me. Just yeah. to be like, that's the bloke from the dome. Fucking um, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'd go back well, to the dome. That's a goal. That's a goal. Go back to the dome. I know, I know Progress has done a couple of shows at the dome, but I've not been on them, and I really want to go back to the dome. 
but I think it's main event or nothing. It's got maybe they, what could we we should uh, see? Like I think it has to be Mayhew and Mills versus uh, OJMO and Big T. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah. That's, yeah. Like, oh shit! Hang on, two seconds. No way. <laughs> so oh, this is completely fucking unrelated. So the match graphic uh, of Leo Rush and Danny Black got tweeted today. Yeah. Um, and I was, I, we, I put in my group, in our group chat, the CPF chat. I was like, fucking hell. Like, if I knew, like, all I had to do was tweet that I want to wrestle Leo Rush and it would happen, I would have done it a long time ago. And then Joe was like, ah, oh, just tweet your dream match or whatever. So uh, I, I quote tweeted it and said something to the effect of, hey, totally unrelated, but my dream match is against Trent Barretta or Yoshitatsu. Um, anyway, yay, Daniel and, Lo- and Leo. Um, and I've just got a notification. Saying that Yoshi Tatsu has retweeted my tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Maverick no Yoshi Tatsu at the dome confirmed. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. You heard it here first, dear listener. This is why you stuck with it for ninety minutes. <laughs> I'm gonna message. I'm gonna message James from Progress right now. It's yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we 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 love Wizard James on the pod here. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't like it when we mention his name, but we. Hey. Wizard James, listen, listen, mate. Yeah. Does Make that, you and Wizard James, other than me? No, I'm I, Wizard James. <laughs> no. It was sort of like unspoken, but we were all like, he looks a bit like a yeah. wizard, doesn't he? And we're like, yeah, he does. Yeah, I mean, more lovely guy. He actually will. Uh, he he will punch me if I keep mentioning his name. He hates. <laughs> oh, mate, that's so cool, Yoshi Tatsu. That's, that's funny. Man. So that was a mark out moment for me. How funny yeah. is that? We were talking about Yoshi Tatsu earlier. I'm so oh, glad that, like, you checked your phone. <laughs> yeah, literally, it just popped up. I was like, you're yeah. taxi. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's uh, so funny. Oh, my God. Bad. All right. So we're, we're making a bit of a list here of bucketless matches. I want to see the tag versus uh, Oku and Big T. Because yes. we, we were there for, like, both their first matches. And then we want to get you versus Trent. And we want to get you versus Yoshi Tatsu. They've all got to be at the Dome. or One Wembley. step closer. Yeah, or, or Wembley, yeah, or Wembley. Yeah, yeah. I'll take either. Brilliant. Uh, leave it with me. I'll see what I can do. And if, if we can't get it done for, you know, Progress or GCW, we'll, we'll do it for wrestling. Should be fun wrestling. Uh, What's Yoshitatsu's fee and flights? Let's, let's fucking get him over here. In Tamworth. Chop draw. Yeah, in the, in the assembly rooms in Tamworth. Yeah. Hey, mate, if you've got another five minutes, we'd like to finish off with this thing called the Mix a Minute. It's basically six quick-fire questions just... Don't think too much about them, and hopefully a bit a bit of silly shit. All good. Love that. And like, I'm making it sound like we do this every week. This is something that I'm trying to start on the podcast whilst nobody else cool. is here. You're the first cool. devil. <laughs> cool. Let's go. Yeah, which means I've got to make up a theme song, but I will. Hey, Phil, <laughs> edit in the new theme song that I'm going to make now. Wow, what a theme song by Don Van Damme <laughs> and Van Damets. Okay, mix a minute. I'm here with Maverick Mayhew. First question. We always love, this is our favourite mix a minute question. Snog, marry, avoid. CPS. Snog, marry, avoid. What do you got for us? Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is so hard. Um, so talk us through it. There's got to be some good reasons. Okay, okay. Oh my god! There's no way I get out of this. Someone's gonna be so angry. Oh my god! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! 
Oh, I've kissed them all. They're all equally good kisses. Yeah, well, we, we know about this. I thought that was the easy one. But you yeah, still, yeah. still marry someone and avoid someone, mate. Uh, but yeah, we, yeah the, avoid is the hardest one. I'd marry all of them. Mate, you can't do it. Just fucking man up and do it. Fine, fine. I'd marry, I'd marry Lando. Yeah. And then I'd, I'd kiss uh, Danny. I'd yeah. kiss Callum. I'd kiss Callum. I'd avoid none of them. <laughs> I'd avoid the CPS. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I almost got a bit a bite out of you there. Right, I'll marry, marry them all. I'll marry them all. Yeah, fair enough. We'll, we'll allow it. We, we love Maverick, the Maverick Lando, Maverick Newman, Maverick Black. <laughs> equally good. Absolutely beautiful. All right, I love that. Some weird uh, Mormon stuff going on. <laughs> Mate, bit of real wrestling stuff. Not real wrestling. What the fuck am I talking about? Bit of current <laughs> wrestling stuff. Um, bit of WWE stuff. I don't know if you still keep up with WWE now, but it's Royal Rumble season. Good. Uh, yes. Any favorite Rumble memories over the years, Merv? Um, uh, Shawn Michaels, the uh, one foot touches the floor. Yeah. And he comes back in and dumps him over. That definitely in my head. Oh, the 2007 Shawn Michaels Undertaker um, final two. That sticks what? in my head. Were they one and two as well? Is that that? Uh, or that one was the next year? Yeah, next next year. So yeah, 2008. They were one and two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The final two in 2007. Yeah, brilliant. That's good shit. I'm gonna watch that before before whenever the Rumble is next yes. Sunday. I'd, I'd advise. I'd forgotten about that. That sounds like something I'd like to watch, actually. Brilliant stuff. Whilst this is still question two, speaking of rumbles, someone told me that you were once in a battle royal with Billy Gunn. <laughs> I was. And Hardcore Holly in the same match. <laughs> um, uh, and that, like, uh, this is probably inappropriate. Are we allowed to talk about Sebastian or is that redacted? I can't remember. Sebastian? No, I think Sebastian's right. okay, right? Yeah, I like Sebastian, yeah. Mate, that's the question. I thought that no one likes Sebastian. I thought that, no, that's I like, just, no, I like he's Sebastian. just a great gimmick. Ah, he's all right. He's just misunderstood. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. It ain't easy being geezy. That's it, mate. We were gonna. We were. I was gonna. I was. We were talking about earlier today when we saw the lists and the battle royal. We were like, I wonder, like, who's more likable, Hardcore Holly or Sebastian? Well, I'd say Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared of Hardcore Holly. I wasn't mate. in the ring at the same time as him. Thank God, but. Oh, he would have beat me up. Mate, <laughs> I'm scared of him, and he like lives in America, and there's no. Yeah, chance. he would have had a field day with 16 year old me. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's uh, Jeff. We'll leave that one there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mate, that's cool though. What amazing names in a battle royale. Yeah, so I forgot about that. <laughs> oh fuck! I've just seen question three. It doesn't. It might be a bit on the nose after our previous chat. I, I was going to ask in a light light-hearted way who would you least like to fight backstage at progress <laughs> <laughs> i'll give you some i'd love to fight no, <laughs> who would i least like to fight at progress cpf or simon miller he's a sweetheart oh you've gone down the route of like nice guys that you wouldn't yeah, want I, to I, I, I wouldn't want i wouldn't want to fight them <laughs> I, was looking, like, I was thinking like who's like a real hard ass oh <laughs> oh in that in that case wizard james i wouldn't want to wouldn't want to fight him Big time, a great, scary, scary guy. <laughs> Mate, you pull out the pull out the Expelliarmus. <laughs> <laughs> Question: I love you, James. Thanks for having me every month. Uh, I hope he listens to this. Mate, there's an outside chance I won't get in on Sunday. I was <laughs> I'd had one too many last time because we at the last month, or the, not last month, the month before, I was in Australia for unboxing. 
So yeah. we did this thing kind of with progress um, where we promoted the beer pong tournament before the show. Right. Um, so wrestling should be fun, beer pong championship. And like, you know, like Lee, like the, you know, the owner of progress. Yeah. Or something yeah, like yeah. That's for the listener. I know you know who Lee is. Right. Um, <laughs> and it was really great and it was awesome. But you can imagine <laughs> beer pong tournament before the show. Yeah, yeah, a bit, a bit messy. Um, yeah, I, the first time ever, I, I got cut off from the ballroom bar. So uh, no, I didn't think well, they did that. Mate, I, <laughs> no, I wasn't them. cut off, but I, it was recommended that I had a water, and I was like, yes. Fuck. and I, and like, I, re- you know, I, I don't know. Do you drink alcohol? No, 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 no. Yeah, I didn't. I not didn't. Even, think, not even once. Yeah, no, I didn't think you did. So this is not. Yeah. You're not the best person to tell a story to. You'd be like, oh, this weirdo, but. Um, <laughs> There are times when you have a big drink and it just something happens and it will completely sober you up. It's like Stone yeah. Cold Steve Austin glass glass smashing or something. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, "What? What am I doing? What's this?" <laughs> I've, I've been told to have a water. So um, yeah, so we'll see if they let me in on Sunday. Could yeah, be I know I know the guy on the back door. I'll I'll get you in. Oh, wait, thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. <laughs> right, where are we at? Question four. I'm glad I asked you that alcohol thing. The next question leads in quite nicely. I, I think you're sort of known as like a pretty clean cut sort of guy, Matt, definitely in the wrestling world. There must be some skeletons in the closet, mate. What's your vice? What is it that you, that keeps you going, if not alcohol? Gosh. Oh, gosh. Uh, making fun of people in the group chat. Yeah, <laughs> right. Namely Joe Lando. <laughs> uh, I, probably, I probably shouldn't take the piss out of them as much as I do or being like overly annoying to the boys like they I'll ask them about traveling with me apparently it's like a ball like um yeah, they, yeah I, I'll, I'll like <laughs> you get like again like drunk wrestling fans like I'll just be like really like over the top like <laughs> kind of like nice to them but it's, it's kind of like backhanded in a way yeah. It's like, oh, like, oh, hey, mate! Like, like they, yeah. they hate it. They, they get so squirmy and awkward about it. Like me interacting with people. Drunk wrestling fans are like children, you know. Yes. You can, yeah, you can, yeah. On the one hand, they love it, but on the other hand, you sort of know that it's a bit tongue in cheek. I get that. It's that yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just inter- <laughs> interacting with people, <laughs> sort of taking the piss. I've been on the receiving end several times. Um, <laughs> uh, mate, penultimate question. This one's more of a serious one. Um, we like to do this thing. We call it Desert Island Wrestler. So, are you familiar with Desert Island Discs? You can, no. right? So, it's like an old radio show. I think it's a UK thing. I'm sure it is. And you, you can only choose like uh, I think it's three albums or something that you have to take. Oh, okay, to- right. So, but we're just going to do one wrestler. So, there's one wrestler that you can take all of their whole career matches promos everything storylines onto the desert island but you can only watch that forever which wrestler would it be oh my god um god. it's a tough one uh, it's good we can end without thinking time if you need to so take your time oh i'm trying to think of someone who has like quite a long illustrious history that you can sort of watch but yeah. not get bored of yeah and different um, stuff right yeah Oh, this is a hard one. Because you kind of want someone like like versatile as well. That's sort of, oh my God, this is really hard. I'm going to say just for like my nostalgia and also I enjoy their matches. Uh, Rey Mysterio 
just because yeah. you know you got like the classic stuff with with Eddie, and you're like, oh, this is really good. But then also, you know, he's still going today and still putting on just as entertaining matches. Like like a long a long history and good moments and good matches and nostalgia. So, and different promotions, different like yeah, exactly, yeah. Get a bit of WCW, get a bit of ECW. Yeah, mate, there's plenty, plenty there. Plenty like, for I think that's a pretty good shout. I bet a lot of people would pick Ray as well. What's your What's yours? What's yours? Uh, I'm an RVD guy, man. Like, oh, I, good. Good. yeah, like I, he's sort of like my lifelong hero. So, I, nice. uh, yeah, I'm wearing an RVD shirt right now. Oh, uh, so I would have to choose him, even though like the actual answer for me, like, there's several wrestlers that I would be happy with. Yeah, I think I'd be kicked out of the fan club if I didn't pick Van Dam, <laughs> even though like he was, you know, my high school hero, but. Later on in life, you know, American Dragon and CM Punk and Samoa Joe might have overtaken. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. shout. Good shout. Yeah. yeah, I was a ring of honor kid. Yeah. Oh. Mate, last question. And it's the the boring one that everyone does. I wish I could think you know, of a something, a different gimmick. But in sports, they talk about like, well, in cricket anyway, your perfect innings or your perfect day. I'm a cricket guy. So there's just days when everything goes your way and uh, you feel like you're in the zone. Firstly, I just wanted to ask you, I've never asked a wrestler this, is it like that with wrestling? Have you ever had like a moment where you look back and like, man, that match, I was just in the zone that day, everything went right? And then what, what, what was that match? What's the best one? It's kind, of, it's kind of hard. I don't know if it's just for me personally, but like, as, as I said, I'm sort of my biggest critic. So there will always be something that, you know, I, I wish would have gone smoother or something I wish I would have changed. Um, but just like, I think as a whole for like a night, where I was like, fuck, this is really good, was me. It has to be me versus Mills. Down to like, you know, even the lead up to it, where like we were in the Projo, like, you know, running through a couple things that we wanted to try, to looking over at Will, fucking frantically banging on the apron, which wasn't like planned. Like, I didn't know that was going to happen. It was like near full when Will's banging on the apron. And then like the reaction. Of, of the crowd and how well that match was received and then Will getting into the ring and you know really putting us over and just seeing how much that match really like got over I, I, th I think that has to be like one of if not the best nights as well as like you know standing ovations with CPF and stuff like that like there's a there's a real nice feeling like even if the match itself isn't like perfect or doesn't quite go how you want it to go There'll be times where like I'll look round and there's a standing ovation and I'm like, oh fucking hell, like, you know, I thought it was shit, but it must have been good. I had it with that, I don't know if you saw that stupid match that Progress did where it was like twelve wrestlers, super smash shitheads yeah. match. Uh, yeah, so, what, so you know what it, it was from my point of view, I hated it. I, it. it was like four teams of three, randomly picked by fans, I think. I don't know yeah. if that's shit or not. And then one fall to a finish. Anyone can tag anyone. The winner gets a progress world championship match. And then the two other people on the team don't get, don't get anything. Even though Bird said that me and Amari get a tag team title shot. I don't know if that's canon, but I'm hoping it happens. And yeah, like the whole, like planning it was horrible. Um, doing the match was odd. But then like the finish happened. We all like dive in to try and break the pin. One, two, three. And then we're like, oh, thank God that's over. And then you see people like starting to stand up. And I remember <laughs> I like I looked over to Danny and I was like, a fucking standing over for that. That was shit. That was so fucking shit. Why are they standing up? I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, why are you standing up? You so must just like, sit down, Mark. 
Yeah, I was like, we like watched it back and we were like, yeah, like, it was kind of entertaining, but like, I don't know if it was standing O worthy. Like, yeah. But yeah, like, you know, to answer your question in a long winded way, probably me versus Mel's. <laughs> it's yeah. probably my, my perfect innings as it was. I'm very glad to hear it. I was there. Brilliant yes. stuff. Yeah. Uh, mate, I get the feeling we could do a part two. We could probably talk for a while. <laughs> yeah. There's probably loads more that I haven't yeah. even gotten to. Mate, I want to thank you. You've given us way more time than we asked for. Um, no, it, you've been so generous. And like, th- thank you, Mrs. as well. She's been with the kids. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I will, I will. And most importantly, like, give you a chance, like, what, anything at all you want to plug. Where, what are your social oh. medias and maybe some merch stuff? I'm on Twitter at Maverick underscore Mayhew. I'm on Instagram at that underscore Lewis kid. I don't know who Lewis is, but that Maverick kid was taken. So I just had to, you know. Always confused me, that one. Yeah, yeah that's that, that's my Insta, not Maverick Mayhew. That Lewis kid is me. That's probably all the social media I'm on. Merch, I don't know if I'm the gear is still a thing, but I think they've got some of my shirts up. If not, come to a show that I'm on and I'll sell you something. 100%. 100%. How's the CPF merch looking? In wow. the world? It's, in, it's def- definitely in the works. Definitely in yeah. the works. There's been so many ideas that we ping pong to each other that's like um, not come to fruition for some reason. But there is there is more than there should be in the works at the minute. I can almost definitely say there will be something soon. Absolutely outstanding, brilliant. We'll uh, leave the listener wanting a little bit. I think that's about it for us here on the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast. As always, our uh, social media is it's at WSBFUN, that's WSBFUN on Twitter, and at Wrestling Should Be Fun, all one word on Instagram. Uh, go follow that one. We need the help. Ross is fine on the Twitter. Don't forget, rate, review, subscribe. And if you're at Progress this Sunday in the ballroom, I don't know what chapter number it is, but it's called Start Spreading the News. Come and say hello. Buy me a pint of water because that's all I'll be allowed to have. And, uh, <laughs> Come and buy some merch from uh, Mr. Mayhew at the desk. Matt, thank you so much for your time, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I've loved every minute. And we'll uh, we'll see you again sometime, brother. Until then, dear listener, thank you so much to Maverick Mayhew. Thank you very much to you. Most of all, until then, drink lots of water. Look after you, mate. Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun, wrestling should be fun.